Support for the Most Accurate Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. They're the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TMAP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code TMAP. Lost myself a month ago, Betty. Now I'm right, but I'm alone. Feels good to be Betty. Sold out, and now it shows. Betty, 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 Betty. And oh, I hate the words I'm holding down in my throat. I can't believe in anything, and they know I'm so messed up. Welcome back to 444.com. It's the most accurate podcast. My name is Anthony Stalter. As always, I'm joined by John Paulson of 444.com. That's the number four, F-O-R, number four.com. John, how are we doing today? Not bad. How are you doing today, Anthony? Good. First, before we get into the podcast today and tell you what's coming on in the podcast, tell us about the music. Yeah, this is a band called Super Whatever. Uh, whatever is spelled W-H-A-T-E-V-R. So there's, they're missing an E there. I think that's like a cool way to um, write their name, I guess. Um, it's the way the got, kids are doing it. That's the way the kids are doing it, but I'm looking at their pictures and they don't look like kids. <laughs> so uh, one's got a really full beard, like a good beard. So um, props to him. Uh, the name of the track is Better. Uh, it's the opening track off their 2020 album, Don't You Want to Be Glad. And I wanted to feature them on the pod because... I've seen them popping up in my playlists more and more, and when I, you know, then I start to listen to the, I dig into their catalog, and, and there's some good tracks. Um, Melancholy, Melancholyism is their number one track on Spotify right now. That's a good song. So Am I is another good one. Uh, that one only has uh, 318,000 listens. So uh, I'll put uh, better on the Most Accurate Podcast playlist, which you can find a, a link to in the show notes. Good man. All right, let's get to some house housekeeping before we tell you what's coming up on the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Say hello to your new favorite place to play fantasy football for real money, Underdog Fantasy. And as we get into the podcast today, you'll hear ADP Underdog throughout the course of the podcast because we will be using their ADP to go through round by round, up to 10 rounds, to discuss favorite sleepers that John likes that... You know, based on what, what round we're, we're talking about, what sleepers he likes, players that might be overvalued, and, and the such. So you'll hear underdog fantasy throughout the course of the day-to-day because we're going to be using their ADP rankings. We've extended our big FFPC main event giveaway through the end of the month, and John has agreed to be the uh, co-drafter for you if you win. So if you're a winner of this, he's available. If you want him to, he can co-draft with you. And it's, it's a great giveaway that we're doing. So all you have to do is enter. And if you win that FFPC main event entry, John will be your co-pilot during the draft again if you want him to. I would highly recommend using him. He's making himself available, but that's still up to you if you win. We're also giving away eight under, autographed jerseys and 25 very comfy 4 for 4 t-shirts. For all the details, go to bit.ly. Bit.ly slash 444give. That's all in lowercase. That's bit.ly slash 444give. As a bonus, you can get 10% off any 444 subscription. 
just by using the code JOHN10, and JOHN is in all caps, so J-O-H-N-10, all caps, JOHN10. As I mentioned today, we're going to be going round by round through the first 10 rounds and then talk about John's favorite values and targets and maybe a player that he's avoiding in each round as well. We're going to assume a 12-team half PPR draft. So again, half PPR draft with a starting lineup of one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, and one flex. That seems to be the standard league format. We understand that your league might be different, but we're trying to appeal to the the mass audience here by using some standard combinations when it comes to your player positions. Since they're our new sponsor and their ADP looks pretty sharp, we'll use Underdog Fantasy ADP. John, you ready to go with round one? Yeah, let's roll. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll go through the players that the Underdog ADP have listed in in round one. It's McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, Cook, Henry, Edwards Alaire, the rookie for Kansas City, Michael Thomas, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, and then Josh Jacobs. Values, sleepers, players that you're avoiding in round one, John. Well, definitely you're going to get killed for saying anybody in the first round's a sleeper, Anthony, so I just want to go <laughs> ahead true. and kill you. I'll kill you right now for it so you don't get it on Twitter. Good man. Um, yeah, we're, you know, we're, this is the first 10 rounds, so not a ton of sleepers in it. We're talking guys that I think are values at that round, and we're talking players that I'm avoiding. Uh, you might have some players that I'm targeting in there. Well, they may not be the value. It's a little fuzzy in some of these rounds, but um, in the first round, it's tough to like pick out values because they're they're all first rounders, and there's a reason they're all going in the first round. They all have a ton of value. Um, and I was just looking at this, and I normally would answer uh, Ken Kenyon Drake, and um, with this whole walking boot thing, I think you, the owners can get him now in the second round. Uh, I, I was in an FFPC best ball last night, and I got him at 211. And normally he's going right around the one-two turn. So I think there's going to be a discount on Drake here for the next couple of weeks while uh, owners sort of panic about the about the boot. So I don't want to list him as a value. Joe Mixon is mysteriously missing um, practice. Uh, it might have something to do with uh, his contract. Uh, so I, I'm not going to list him as a, as a value. So I'm kind of going up the rankings here, and I, I, I've kind of settled on Derrick Henry and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as the, as the values, the middle round guys that are, are the middle uh, of the first round guys that you can get. With that 6, 7, 8 pick, uh, a lot of people don't like picking there, but in this draft it's not too bad because you can get a, a nice running back on the way back. Uh, as far as players that I'm avoiding, I would say that Dalvin Cook at pick 6, pick 5, I mean, I love him as a player, but the shoulder injury that he had last year might reoccur, and that doesn't even take into account the the comments that Adam Schefter made about you know giving him pause if if Cook's uh, if Cook's uh, contract situation is not resolved by week one, um, he may uh, you know not play. He may do like let's uh, hold in. They're calling it now. It's what Melvin Ingram did at, at the Chargers camp and. And maybe Cook says, I'm not going to play until I have a new contract. I'm going to attend all team activities and everything, but whatever. Um, that would obviously hamstring his his value. And um, I'm just sort of avoiding Cook right now uh, in the first round. Okay, let's go over round two. Again, this is the underdog ADP for these players. You've got Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Packers. Nick Chubb, running back for the Browns. Tyree Kill, wide receiver for the Chiefs. Julio Jones, wide receiver for the Falcons. Austin Eckler, who is expected to be the 
RB1 for the Chargers this year, Travis Kelsey, tight end for the Chiefs, Aaron Jones, running back for the Packers, George Kittle, tight end for the 49ers, DeAndre Hopkins, the newest Arizona Cardinals wide receiver, Chris Godwin, wide receiver for the Bucks, and then you've got Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, who recently was dealing with a soft tissue injury, but it sounds like he's going to be okay. I don't want to get yelled at, so I don't know if there's any sleepers in round two either, John, but <laughs> sleepers, values, and players you might be avoiding. Yeah, no sleepers at all. Just stop, <laughs> stop saying the word sleepers. You're going to get killed. Um, the, the value here to me is, uh, in most drafts, and this could be Aaron Jones, uh, pick 18. I think people are way overestimating the amount of regression his touchdowns are going to see and overestimating what A.J. Dillon's going to do to him. I think A.J. Dillon's more of a threat to Jamal Williams than he is to Jones. Jones is such a good running back. I don't think that he's going to stop being one of the featured parts of this Packer offense. The other two players that are nice values here due to the positional situation in this this type of format where you have it's half PPR, you have one TE, uh, is uh, Kelsey and Kittle at the – you know, going and pick 17, pick 20, they're, they're nice picks there when you start to run out of running backs and can't grab a running back on the on the way back there in the second round. Uh, there's a little hole at the end of the uh, second round, and you, there's some good receivers and quarterbacks available, but uh, with the with the depth at the at both positions, um, trying not to take running back or I'm sorry, wide receivers and quarterbacks at the at the end of the second early third round. Um, so I'm avoiding. I would say DeAndre Hopkins changing teams. Uh, he's going to be fine. I, I don't mind him there, uh, but I'm not really going out of my way to draft him uh, at that point. And I would say that I'm probably avoiding the quarterbacks there at the end of the second round as well. All right, moving on to underdog ADP round three. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver for the Lions. James Conner. And again, these are these are average draft positions for the third round. I Sorry for repeating myself, but if, I'll throw a lot of names at you. You might be wondering what round it is, so I'll reset every couple of picks here. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver for the Lions. James Conner, running back for the Steelers. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Chiefs. Amari Cooper, wide receiver for the Cowboys. DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Panthers. And I'm interested in your thoughts on him, John, because I feel like you're high on him. Chris Carson, running back for the Seahawks. Mike Evans, wide receiver for the Buccaneers. And that feels maybe a little low for him, but he is coming off the injury. Juju Smith-Schuster, not a great year for the Steelers last year, but he will get his quarterback back in Big Ben and Hopefully he'll be healthy as well. The rookie running back for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor. Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Bears. Todd Gurley, who signed with the Falcons this offseason, running back. And then Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, followed by Leonard Fournette, running back for the Jaguars. Your thoughts on round three? Yeah, I would say from a, a, an avoidance standpoint, uh, Mari Cooper jumps out as somebody I'm not getting any shares of in the third round. I, I just think there's too much competition there uh, with Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb and Blake Jarwin. I think all four players can be very productive, but, uh, you know, third round asking a price for Cooper, it just seems pretty uh, pretty high uh, given the way that Gallup sort of outplayed him and outproduced him in the second half of the season. I know he was injured, Cooper, but uh, I just don't see – you know, lion's share wide receiver one type targets this year for, for him. So I think he's a little bit overpriced, you know, fourth round, I would start to think about him. Conversely, Allen Robinson going, I don't know, five, six picks, picks later in the late third round. I think that's a terrific value uh, for him. He showed that he could finish as a mid range uh, wide receiver one with Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball. So I think if, if Nick Foles wins that job, he could have top five upside 
there for the Bears. Uh, obviously, they might be without David Montgomery for a while, so it might become a little bit more pass centric. Um, and you have, you asked about DJ Moore, and he's he's uh, I think you're you're in Carolina, and you have some mouths to feed. But I think Moore and Christian McCaffrey are going to be the primary uh, parts of that offense, and they're going to see their targets no matter what. Um, so I think Moore is a solid pick in the third. I'm just uh, drafting Allen Robinson ahead of him. He seems like a perfect wide receiver for Teddy Bridgewater, who doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's accurate, and he does a nice job delivering balls on time. And when you're talking about a guy like DJ Moore, who's got that much speed, that yard after catchability is there for him. So I, he's I'm really intrigued by DJ Moore this year as well. Let's move on to ADP round four here with Melvin Gordon listed at the top. He signed a, a deal with the, the Broncos to be their starting running back. Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Vikings. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver for the Falcons. A.J. Brown, wide receiver for the Titans, coming off a really good first year in Tennessee. Le'Veon Bell, running back for the Jets. David Johnson, who was traded from the Cardinals to the Texans in that DeAndre Hopkins deal, is also going in the fourth round. Robert Woods, wide receiver for the Rams. Mark Andrews, tight end for the Ravens. Cooper Cup, another wide receiver for the Rams. Terry McLaurin, Washington wide receiver, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver for the Seahawks, and then DJ Chark Jr., the wide receiver for the Jaguars. What's your overall thoughts on the fourth round when it comes to these ADPs? Yeah, I would say the ADP here gets a little bit interesting because I have not seen Chark going on average pick 47. I typically see him going off the board in the towards the end of the fifth round. So... I wouldn't be targeting him here as if I've got, I've got plenty of shares of, of him at the end of the fifth round, other leagues and other drafts, but, um, and McLaurin going a little bit earlier than usual. He's a, he's a player that goes really early in industry drafts. And there are definitely some analysts out there who love him and want him on their teams, no matter what. And they're willing to use a, a mid, uh, fourth round pick on him. And I, I do like him quite a bit, but I, uh, I've been getting him in the early fifth, late, late fourth. Um, so the guys I'm avoiding are just one guy, really, and I want to mention Leonard Fournette from the previous round. He, he and Melvin Gordon are going pick 36 and 37, basically, and I'm not drafting either one of them. Um, the, the volume might be there for Fournette. I'm concerned about just lack of rushing effic- efficiency, um, the offense not being that great, and you know, lack of rushing touchdowns, and then Chris Thompson coming in and uh, stealing a lot of third-down work, and um, you know, people have called me uh, naive or uh, whatever on Twitter about, you know, Chris Thompson uh, having any sort of effect on Fournette at all. Uh, but Chris Thompson, is a, when healthy, is a very good uh, passing down back. If he's even out there for eight to ten games, he's going to catch three or four passes per game and eat up some snaps on third down because he's just better at it than anybody that's on the team. Uh, so Fournette's value last year was really driven uh, by his 100 or whatever targets he got. Um, but, you know, he was in the third round, so I'll stop talking about him. Melvin Gordon um, <laughs> joining the, the Broncos. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty even split between him and Philip, Philip Lindsay. And so I think Lindsay is actually the better value. You know, maybe Gordon sees a little bit more of a lion's share, but they're, they're saying, basically saying that there's no RB1 right now and they're going to just rotate the backs and that means the touches should be pretty close unless one really outplays the other. Uh, as far as players that I'm targeting, I think, or, or values, I think A.J. Brown, Robert Woods are great picks in the fourth round. Um, Robert Woods will sometimes go into the fifth round depending on the draft. 
Um, but I've been getting a lot of A.J. Brown and a lot of Robert Woods, and, and another tight end here pops up. Mark Andrews is a nice value uh, in the fourth round and in half PPR formats just to because uh, he's one of the last remaining stud uh, tight ends on the board. Uh, you know, in a, in a year where there's a lot of upside later on in the draft, uh, but if you want that built in, uh, you know, know that you're going to have that uh, advantage every week, you might want to grab Andrews in the fourth round. By the way, I love just going back to your comments about, you know, people giving you a hard time about a certain player. It's like, hey, I'm going to follow you on Twitter. I want your opinion on these guys. But if you give an opinion that I disagree with, then you're a fool, even though it's just your opinion. I always, I always love that aspect of it, John. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to follow you. But you're a moron. <laughs> All right. For liking this player. <laughs> I, com- I completely disagree with you, but I'm going to continue to follow you for opinions that I might like. All right, round round five. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with David Montgomery, running back for the Bears. DK Metcalf, wide receiver for the Seahawks. DeAndre Swift, running back for the Lions. Mark Ingram, running back for the Ravens. Zach Ertz, tight end for the Eagles. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver for the Broncos. Kareem Hunt, running back for the Browns. Marquise Brown, wide receiver for the Ravens. Cam Akers, running back, rookie running back for the Rams. Devontae Parker coming off a huge year, kind of a breakout season. Wide receiver for the Dolphins. Raheem Mostert signed a new deal with the 49ers, uh, coming off the the huge NFC Championship game, as well as a pretty good Super Bowl. Running back, again, for the Niners. And then Will Fuller, wide receiver for the Texans, who will not have to compete for shares of uh, uh, looks with DeAndre Hopkins not not being there in Houston anymore, John, but Will Fuller also somebody that's consistently banged up. Yeah, and I would say that he's one of the players that jumps out to me as not a great value at the end of the fifth round. I mean, I've seen him go more sixth, seventh, and um, so this doesn't seem like tr- you know great value. I, w- I wouldn't be where I have him ranked. I wouldn't be getting any shares of Fuller, you know, uh, given the other receivers that are available after him. Um, so he'd be one that I'd be avoiding here. David Montgomery, obviously, uh, with the injury you're avoiding, but I, I was already avoiding him. I wasn't counting on him to, I mean, he's okay as a, an RB2, RB3, uh, if you're really in kind of a dire need of just some volume. Uh, but with this, uh, probably out 48 week, four to eight weeks with a sports hernia, either surgery or, uh, just rehab, um, you know, his September is in, uh, serious jeopardy right now. Uh, as far as players, I think that are values. Um, I mean, I like I like the receivers here: Metcalf and Sutton and Marquise Brown. I mean, it's a little early for Brown. I like him in the sixth round a little bit better. Same with Parker. Uh, but the guys that I think are jumping out of values are Mark Ingram and Cam Akers. So it's actually a pretty good round to get a running back if you need one at this point in the draft. Uh, I've been saying all offseason that I think J.K. Dobbins' uh, impact on Ingram has been overblown and. Some of the beat writers have come out and basically said the same thing. Uh, so I think it's another year of Ingram as the lead back, and he doesn't he's not going to touch the ball 300 times, but it's such a productive offense, and there's so many touchdowns available that I think he, he produces for you in the fifth round. Uh, Akers, I've been targeting more heavily in the fifth round now with the Daryl Henderson uh, injury. I think that they are going to you know, get him ready for a big role in week one. I know Malcolm Brown is likely to see some short yardage stuff, but uh, I don't think that they go out and draft acres in the second round if, if they were happy with what they had in Henderson and uh, Malcolm Brown. So um, I think they're looking at acres as hopefully getting him up to speed as a, you know, not an every down back, but uh, you know, a heavy, pretty heavy usage back. And then the other guy is Zach Ertz in the fifth round. I think that's a, a, 
a nice value at tight end for the, you know, maybe the fourth, uh, fourth tight end off the board. Um, and I think I'm probably going to mention Darren Waller next round. So it, it looks like at the sleeper half PPR that these uh, tight ends are being undervalued a little bit. All right. We will get through rounds six to 10 after a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, if you're tired of taking a straight razor to your bean bag and having it look like a scene out of a horror show, listen up. Manscaped has you covered. They're the best in men's below the belt grooming. They just redesigned their electric trimmer. It's called the Lawnmower 3.0, and the Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months on this bad boy. They've perfected it, trust me. I've used it. Nice, close, comfortable shave. The thing even has an LED light. It illuminates the grooming area so you can see what you're doing. We've all been there before. We're trying to clean things up a little bit, and it winds up being a bit of a disaster because, again, you're dealing with a straight razor to the old Huevos Rancheros. You know what I mean? So stop with the dangerous weapons on your family jewels and try Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TMAP at Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code TMAP. Check out the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. This podcast is also brought to you today by Underdog Fantasy. Say hello to your new favorite place to play fantasy football for real money. It's called Underdog Fantasy, and you're absolutely going to love it. They offer season-long best ball contests that you can do from your phone or your computer. With best ball, all you need to do is the fun part, which is draft, and who doesn't love to draft and you do it consistently forget about injuries trades waivers and setting lineups just set it forget it and wait for the winnings to come on in for you this year they have a one million dollar tournament that's right just draft the best team and you have a shot at one million in prizes sign up for underdog today and enter the best ball mania for a chance at one million in prizes by going to underdogfantasy.com or searching for underdog fantasy in your app store Make sure you also enter the code 444, that's the number 4, F-O-R, the number 4, 444, after you make your first deposit, so you get all of that bonus, and you'll love using Underdog Fantasy, it's fantastic, again, you can play for real money, and all you have to do is the, the fun part, which is to draft. So that's all Underdog Fantasy, and it's one of our sponsors, and we thank them. All right, John, you ready for round six? Let's do it. Okay, T.Y. Hilton, wide receiver Colts. Ronald Jones, running back for the Buccaneers, who's drawing a lot of, I feel like he's getting a lot of uh, pub and he's getting a lot of hype this offseason. Keenan Allen, wide receiver for the Chargers. Devin Singletary, running back for the Bills. Stephon Diggs, they traded for him this offseason, they being the Bills, so he's he's in that same round as his teammate running back uh, Devin Singletary. You got Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Cowboys. Michael Gallup, wide receiver for the Cowboys. J.K. Dobbins, running back for the Ravens. A.J. Green, who comes off the the injury, wide receiver for the Bengals. Kyler Murray, who was very good, turned some heads as the rookie quarterback for the Cardinals. He enters year two. Jarvis Landry, wide receiver for the Browns. And then you got Darren Waller, who you just mentioned. He's a tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, this is uh, another round where a lot of the receivers, I like the value. Um, you know, Hilton, Allen, Diggs, Gallup, AJ Green, Landry. I don't have any problem with any of those players in the sixth round, so it's a good spot to get a, a receiver just in general. I would say that right now, jumping out at me are Ken Allen due to the injury to Mike Williams, and we just don't know how long he's going to be out. If he misses a few games at the start of the season, then Ken Allen could see double-digit targets uh, in the month of September, and he's already a you know really good player um 
they don't have a whole lot after uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, I mean, obviously they have Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler at other positions, but at receiver, they just don't have a whole lot of options after. So I think Allen's going to be on the field a lot and see a lot of targets, even though uh, they're going to throw the ball a little bit less than they did last year. Uh, the other player I think is nice value is uh, I'm ending up with a lot of Stefan Diggs. Uh, I, it sounds like re- reports out of camp are that he and Josh Allen are getting a lot of reps together and things are going great. Uh, and Diggs is just a phenomenal route runner. And I think he's going to help Josh Allen quite a bit. So I'm not, I normally shy away from receivers that change teams, but I think in the sixth round where you can get Stefan Diggs, who normally would go, what, third round, uh, fourth round uh, for the Vikings, I think it's a, I think it's a nice value. Um, and then I mentioned Darren Waller uh, with the uh, tight end sort of being devalued here. It, it looks like an underdog, and I think he's the last of the really trustworthy uh, tight ends. No problem uh, with the additional weapons that they have there. He could he could regress and still finish uh, in the top five of the tight end position. ADP round number seven starts off with Tyler Boyd, wide receiver for the Bengals. Marvin Jones, wide receiver for the Lions. Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seahawks. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver for the Texans, followed by his new teammate, quarterback Deshaun Watson of the Texans. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Steelers. Julian Edelman, wide receiver for the Patriots. Christian Kirk, wide receiver for the Cardinals. Evan Ingram, tight end for the Giants. Tevin Coleman, running back for the 49ers. And then last but not least, McCole Cardman, the wide receiver for the Chiefs. So value sleepers, guys you're avoiding in round seven, John. Yeah, I would say uh, players that I'm avoiding – I would say Christian Kirk, I'm worried about his ADP relative to the DeAndre Hopkins signing and, and how much uh, his targets are going to drop. Uh, they're likely to drop. I don't think Larry Fitzgerald is just going to go away. He's still going to draw his five or six targets per game. And and with Hopkins coming in and getting his work, and they talk about Ken, wanting to get Kenyon Drake more involved as a, as a receiver, uh, I don't know how much it's going to be left for Kirk as a seventh-round pick. Uh, I like Boyd here a lot. Um, at, and I've been drafting him a lot in late sixth, early seventh round. I think he's a fantastic pick. Uh, you know, given I like AJ Green too, but he is an injury risk. Uh, he's got more upside probably than Boyd. Um, but Boyd should be out there uh, most of the season. He's got a Joe Burrow now at quarterback, and it sounds like things are going well in camp. Marvin Jones getting some love here in the seventh round. I've been usually getting him in the eighth and ninth, but I've been playing over at FFPC a lot, and that's. Uh, tight end premium so some of these receivers get bumped down around because their people are drafting tight ends a little bit earlier uh and this is actually not a bad round to draft a quarterback if you want one of the guys from the second tier uh russell wilson deshaun watson in the seventh round it's not a bad bad spot for them i do like uh deontay johnson uh although this calf injury that he has uh, and has been missing time it's a little bit worrisome with the fact that he's not that familiar with ben roethlisberger since roethlisberger was out most of last year, uh, I would like for him to be out there getting reps with, with Roethlisberger earning his trust and then locking down that number two spot in that offense. Let's move on to our ADP round eight. We start off with Jordan Howard running back for the Dolphins, James White running back for the Patriots, Antonio Gibson running back for Washington, Jalen Rieger wide receiver for the Eagles, Josh Allen quarterback for the Bills, Marlon Mack, running back for the Colts, Henry Ruggs III, the rookie wide receiver for the Raiders, Jamison Crowder, wide receiver for the Jets, Matt Ryan, quarterback for the Falcons, Darius Slayton, wide receiver for the Giants, and then Matt Breida, running back for the Dolphins. Yeah, another good spot to get a a quarterback, probably the last one of this tier, Josh Allen, T.J. Hernandez from 444, loves him. 
uh, says he may, he has an outside shot at MVP this year. Uh, it's, it's a good article. If you want to go check it out on his, uh, or on 444.com. Um, so he's a good person to target here. I, I've been getting some Josh Allen, uh, these receivers, uh, Jalen Rieger and Jameson Crowder, I think are fair. These are fair prices for them, uh, in this format. Uh, eighth, ninth round is where I see them going in, in typical drafts. Uh, as far as players I'm avoiding, I would say that uh, Jordan Howard, I have zero shares of him so far. And, you know, I don't mind him. I understand the argument for him. I think he's going to see um, most of the carries, but I think, you know, the, the Dolphins is likely to trail a lot. And we're going to see a lot of Matt Breda in catch-up mode. And, you know, I don't know how many points Jordan Howard's going to score in the in the fourth quarter of, uh, of games this year uh, with Breda seeing the field most of the time. And the other player that I'm not too high on is Marlon Mack. I just don't think that he's going to continue to see a starting role there in Indianapolis, despite what they're saying there. I, I feel like he could start the first few games, but I think Jonathan Taylor is going to win that job by October, and then you're going to see Mack with a you know five to seven carry type role. All right, let's move on to ADP round number nine. We start off with Zach Moss, the running back for the Bills, C.D. Lamb, rookie wide receiver for the Cowboys, Tyler Higby, tight end for the Rams, Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Eagles, Hayden Hurst, the new tight end for the Falcons after he was acquired from the Ravens this offseason, Debo Samuel, wide receiver for the 49ers, Kerryon Johnson, running back for the Lions, Latavius Murray, running back for the Saints, Philip Lindsay, running back for the Broncos, Tony Pollard, running back for the Cowboys, and then John Brown, wide receiver for the Bills, who was very productive a year ago in his first year in Buffalo. Yeah, I would say players that I'm that I like. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm targeting Zach Moss a little bit more. I don't have him ranked terribly high, and I need to look at that relative to Devin Singletary. But I think this is a good spot for him because it looks like he's going to be in a possibly a, like a 50-50 timeshare, maybe 45-55 with uh, Singletary getting 55% of the touches. But it seems like Moss and Singletary are a lot closer than what their ADPs uh, are right now. So I, I'm I'm looking at Moss more as my RB3, RB4 in these, in these drafts where I'm going to running backs early and then waiting on the position for a while. I think he's a nice, pretty nice value in the ninth round and has a lot of upside if something were to happen to Singletary. Uh, Higby, here's where some tight end... Value emerges again. I think Higby in the ninth ninth round is is nice value. Latavius Murray is not going to help you much on a weekly basis, but we saw when uh, Alvin Kamara went out, Murray was just producing at basically top three, top two <laughs> RB levels. I mean, he was insane in that offense without Kamara. Uh, he, on a weekly basis, he's probably going to get you seven to nine touches and may get a touchdown, but. Um, has a huge upside, attrition upside there with Kamara. Uh, John Brown, I think, is a very nice value here. Uh, Again, I'm pretty bullish on the the Bills passing game and offense as a whole. Um, And then, you know, end of the ninth round, John Brown, given the other receivers going around the same time, I think he's he's nice, uh, nice value there. And the guy I don't have any shares of really is uh, Kerryon Johnson. I think the the writing is on the wall again with him and and DeAndre Swift. He might see, see some work early. Uh, but he's got the he's still wearing the knee brace. Uh, Swift has been impressing in practice, although he's been out for the last uh, few practices with an injury. So uh, you might see a little bit more carry on in September, but I just don't think it's going to last that long. All right, let's wrap it up with with a look at round ten. Here's your ADP for that round: Rob Gronkowski, the newest Buccaneer; Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver for the Eagles; Matthew Stafford, quarterback for the Lions; Sterling Shepard, wide receiver for the Giants; Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Chargers. 
Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver for the 49ers. Alexander Matson, running back for the Vikings. Tariq Cohen, the running back for the Bears. Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver for the Saints. Mike Gusecki, tight end for the Dolphins. Drew Brees, quarterback for the Saints. Jared Cook, tight end, Saints. I knew you were going to sneak him in there at some point, yes. John. It's, it's, yes. It is a rule if we're doing this podcast. We've got to talk about Jared Cook. And then t- Tom Brady, quarterback for the Buccaneers. Hunter Henry, tight end for the Chargers. Let me start with Cook because just because it's it's our it's our <laughs> trademark. This actually should maybe be called the the most Jared Cook podcast. <laughs> um, he did very well towards the end of the season. I think he's the number one tight end uh, week ten on when he both he and Drew Brees were healthy. Uh, so he has been slipping in drafts because people hate Jared Cook. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably everybody that's played fantasy for you know five to seven years has been burned by Jerry Cook at one point or right. the other, so they don't like him. <laughs> um, but I've been on so many different teams that, you know, I've, I've he's helped me enough and hurt me enough. But I think he's a fantastic athlete, great great offense, good value here. Uh, Manuel Sanders, another nice value, uh, same offense. Uh, Drew, This is a good place to get Drew Brees. I, I, the Drew Brees committee, I think, is very feasible this year. You could draft Brees and maybe Tannehill later, or Joe Burrow later, or any number of guys later. And uh, just play him at home and play him in his favorable road matchups. And you could get high-end QB1 um, overall uh, production out of, out of your pick. And, you, you know, maybe getting him in the ninth or 10th round uh, offers that sort of production. That's great. Uh, Tom Brady's another pretty good pick. I think he's going to do well with uh, with the Bucks. And as far as uh, the other player I wanted to mention is um, is Madison and if I'm going to be down on Dalvin Cook, I should be high on Madison, right? I mean, if, if Cook is uh, iffy, then uh, Madison should be a primary add in the middle rounds. I don't feel great about him from a week-to-week standpoint. He just doesn't – he wasn't very involved with Cook uh, healthy. But, um, you know, the chances of Cook not playing some games or being injured uh, due to injury or to the contract holdout uh, puts Madison up a little bit higher. I think I prefer – uh, Latavius Murray still, but um, it's getting closer and closer due to the, the Dalvin Cook contract situation and possibly, you know, an re-injury of that shoulder, which I'm just worried about because I've been reading about uh, separated shoulders and how frequently they get re-injured. So, um, Mike Williams, obviously, you got to avoid him right now in the tenth round due to the uh, injury that he sustained. His collarbone's intact, but he's going to be out a few. A few weeks, and he's September is definitely in doubt. But uh, you know, I've seen him drop to the 14th round. I think that's a good uh, place to sort of nab him uh, if you can wait. When you're drafting a guy in the 14th round, you don't need him to to start in September. But the the problem is, is that you've got a Mike Williams on your bench in September, and you want to pick up some of the hot waiver pickups, right? And you're deciding if you want to do that or or pick up Mike Williams or keep Mike Williams and it can become a tough decision, but I'd rather have that talent on my bench and, and then worry about that and for week one or week two when, when waivers hit. All right, John, great look today at the ADP and some guys that you like and don't like, and I, th- I hope you got a lot of value in it. We obviously didn't go over every single round, but top 10 rounds at least gives you a great start in your drafts and just gives you a sneak peek in what John might be looking at. Don't forget we extended our 
FFPC main event giveaway through the end of the month, and John has agreed to be available to co-draft with the winner. If you enter and you win FFPC, that main event entry, John will be your co-pilot during the draft if, if you so choose. Also giving away eight autographed jerseys and 25 very comfy 444 t-shirts. For more details, go to bit.ly slash 444give. So B-I-T dot L-Y slash four the number four f-o-r number four give it's all in lowercase as a bonus you can get 10 percent off any four for four subscription by using the code john 10 j-o-h-n 10 it's all caps john 10 and and i should say it's the number 10 so j-o-h-n and the number 10 john 10 to get 10 percent off any four for four subscription for john paulson i'm anthony stalter we'll see you next time on four for four.com's the most accurate podcast the words I'm holding down in my throat I can't believe in anything and they know I'm so messed up, we're all messed up I gotta be something I can see Who's ready for the things I put in front of me I gotta be something that I thought I would be by this age You know, I push away the people that I love most I lose my friends and everyone that I know I'm so messed up, we're all messed up